0: time for the end the conversation podcast with funny man Damian lemon and the voice of your choice ali muhammad this is damien lemon this is ali muhammad and this is in the conversation the podcast yes cheers, cheers. To another week cheers. You drinking cheers. you drinking something or i'm drinking just- i'm drinking seltzer i actually grabbed for my cup as i was about to you know yeah, it, felt, it felt like it was a real, like you had something in your hand when you said mm-hmm. that. Because yep. I had
1: just picked up me something, too. And I was like, damn, this nigga see me or something?
0: <laughs> that was a real moment. That was a real moment. Yeah, I'm <laughs> drinking some seltzer. But uh, and boy,
1: before you go, that's like a weird thing, man. We've been doing this thing, well, I don't know, what, two and a half, three years? I ain't seen you do this live <laughs> since February <laughs> 19th. On February twenty, February twenty, February twenty. Yeah, that
0: motherfucker. I was thinking about that. Yeah, man, it's crazy. That shit is wild. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's it's very wild. It's very wild. Yeah, that's that's fucked out. We gotta get up, man. Where you at? You (laughs) in New York or you're in Atlanta? I'm
1: in the A. Okay. We gotta get up. I was I was I was home um, Sunday for Mother's Day. Um, Yeah. Then I had to come back shoot the show. Okay. Yeah. It's cool.
0: Did you yeah. do anything special for Mother's Day or special for Mother's Day for
1: the show? Uh, we didn't do anything on Mother's Day for the show because the show You No, it's a weird how it airs. So it airs on Thursday. So it's a little far okay. off from Sunday. Got gotcha. too late by the next Thursday. So mm-hmm. now nah, we you know it was just... Uh, the thing is, a lot of times at this point, at this stage of where we at, it's kind of like... um. You know it's 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 complex equation to get home. You know what I mean? So mm. when you get home, it's like you just enjoy the time that you got. You know what I'm saying? However y'all do it. So we we did stuff, but you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a blowout. You know I had to I had to send the money to my son so he could go pick up the stuff, and then he kind of he kind of got the stuff, and then delivered it as it as his own damn there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he stole your thunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah I,
1: he didn't even wake me up for the presentation.
0: Like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. You just get the recap.
1: Right. Is like, what, what
0: is going on? <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't that. practice it like this. Yeah, yeah like, you know what I'm saying. Ooh. I could have brought that's my own gifts if that was gonna be the case. Man, man threw the alley oop to himself off the glass. <laughs> Off uh, glass. Like Giannis. <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so you know what I'm saying? We did that. And then, um, you know, today, Tuesday, May 10th, is actual Muhammad Holiday. So, you know I'm saying? Oh, for sure. All the, the, the long term listeners, y'all know what that is. For the new listeners, you know, slide back in them back episodes to Muhammad Holiday and it break down the whole thing. So, right. yeah. So today, you know, it's Muhammad holiday, both of the boys' birthday. So it's like the real real Mother Day today, real Mother's mm. Day today,
0: you know? Right, 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 right. How are you celebrating from abroad? Is there a celebration or is it just an observation? It's you-
1: no, it's a celebration. We, we, we did the FaceTime celebration uh, okay. in, in between some meetings. And then, um, you know, again, you know, I, I airdropped some money. So, okay. you know what I'm saying? some <laughs> more gifts that will be delivered. <laughs>
0: Airdrop some money. That's one
1: of shit. Hey like man. That. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, you know. But um, you know, um one of my sons, he's wanting a camera. He's on a used okay. camera, a Nikon film camera. So mm, okay. So I'm looking for looking for one of those. So, you know what I'm saying, he get he
0: get his photography on. Okay That's what's up That's cool I wonder if Wolf Cameras Is still around in Atlanta It should be Man, That huh? was a, Yeah that used to be the spot You check that out See if they still around But uh, if not You can probably find A good ass um, Used camera on eBay too
1: Yeah yeah So he had sent me A couple of links mm-hmm. To some Craigslist links And some um Some eBay links but you know, his mom was like, You're not going to meet up with no damn
0: body in Jersey. <laughs> Buying an old film camera. Yeah, that shit sounds sketchy. Get robbed. As <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool though, getting yeah. into that film medium.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I wanna see I'm more interested to see what he do with it. That's you know.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's always good
1: to get your first tools, you know what I'm saying?
0: Right, right. Well, that's cool. That's what's up, man. Congratulations on the Muhammad holiday. Yep.
1: My uh, oldest son, his birthday, he visiting his uh-huh. girlfriend at Hampton, Virginia. She graduated this weekend. So he, okay. better, hurry, he better hurry up and do something. When he on the
0: clock. <laughs> uh. Is he on the clock? You think he's on the clock now? Is, that a, you know is that, that a you know how that be when you when
1: when all your friends start graduating from college and you ain't finished yet? You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. He be, be on that that success success clock. Niggas oh, oh, okay. You know I'm I you about think... a
0: different clock. Nah, okay, nah, thought... nah, nah, oh, okay, nah. nah. Like, okay, okay, you know, yeah.
1: Motherfuckers start going yeah. out and getting jobs and shit. Start doing brunch. Yeah. Two, three years, niggas gonna be Ooh. at
0: brunch. Super depressing <laughs> that, that clock that, that uh that brunch
1: era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. He's got that disposable
0: brunch money. hmm <laughs> And those <laughs> just, hours to just chill out chill out and get drunk about mm-hmm. four or five hours in the middle of the day. Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, but it's you know, when you're you young, you don't see that yet. You know what I'm saying? I am saying you know, when you don't been through it, you already know what's coming. You're like, man, right. you be trying to warn him, man. You better go ahead and you know what I mean. <laughs> but he gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta be on everybody else's clock. Just manage your clock and get to where you where you trying to go. So Yeah. Yeah, stay focused. Yeah, it stay is a focused. moment though.
0: So he got a year left or he's he's done already. No, nah,
1: he got a year left. I mean, okay. You know, he should be done, but you know, he, you know, pandemic, he took a gotcha. semester. Then he, you know, he went on internship, did his internship, and now he, you know what I'm saying, I'm trying to figure it out.
0: They back to uh physical graduations or is it still yeah, yeah, Zoom? The world okay. Yeah, it's open. Ain't nobody that shit. <laughs> We're all the way open. Yo, I remember, I think I talked about this. Um, Mon graduated, you know, Hampton or whatever. And, uh, that was last year, pan- right? Yeah, oh. in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Might have been the year before. Okay. In the pandemic. In the, uh, and it was a Zoom graduation. You know how <laughs> motherfuckers don't always get their shit together. So we all we all gathered at my grandmother's house for the Zoom graduation. We had to fix the, tried to put the Zoom together and shit, making sure we all good on the Wi-Fi, you know, the whole shit. And we waiting for them to say a name. But it's already, we already trying to make it feel like something. You know what I mean? Because it ain't what it should be, but it is what it is. These are you know, the conditions that we're in. Mm-hmm. And she forgot. Uh, she forgot or got to a late. Never sent in her JPEG. So uh, uh <laughs> you know I me, mean? like so when it came, her name. It's just the motherfucking, you know, the little avatar silhouette. You know the crazy mm-hmm. shit that nigga with three Twitter followers has. I was like, this ain't this anticlimactic <laughs> as fuck. We all gathered around, excited and shit. Woo hoo! And then comes the little shit, and it ain't. It's like, what the? F- what is this? But um, yeah, <laughs> salute to the graduates. I mean, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful oh, situation, you know. Yeah. Especially if you get to walk that stage, you know. Unfortunately, I just um, damn. Rest in peace to um. Oh man, I'm I'm sad that I can't even think of his name right this moment. We'll get. I'll, I'll say it in the midst. I find it. But my old, the old president of Clark Atlanta, um. Damn! What was my man's name? Uh, damn! 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 I thought I was gonna find him on the <laughs> on the anyway, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Rest in peace, Doctor um, Thomas, Doctor Cole, Thomas W. Cole Jr. Yeah, man, he gave me my de- he gave me my degree, and he passed away not too long ago. Passed away on the fourteenth of April, and. Uh, yeah, you know, I was just I was just thinking about that. You know, across of that stage, you got you know you got your little photo, or you getting your degree, and you got the guy or the woman, you know, whoever's giving you your degree, and it was uh, Dr. Cole. So rest in peace, Dr. Cole. Salute to all of the uh, <clears throat> to all of the graduates. Congratulations on the Muhammad holiday. It reminds me of that meme I seen it big on. It was going around a lot on Mother's Day, but you know that hum that shit's like it's low. Like, Narration. This is what I made. This is what I made, and oh, right, everybody right, showing right, that. Right. You know what I mean. So I'm just thinking about that. So that you said today is the the real deal Mother's Day. You know what right. I'm saying. When when yeah. uh, the release. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, it was you know
1: the release on the first one and the second one. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Both both are our first. You know what I'm saying right. on this day. And it was like I think back then Mother's Day wasn't too far off. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was a thing. And then you know. That first one, he came early. So mm-hmm. So um it was like <clears throat> you know, he was supposed to be born a whole 5 6 weeks later. Wow. So So uh, you know, it was it was really like a, a surprise landing. Like, oh lord, what? You know what I mean? So yeah. So that was that was that was a thing and um yeah, so I think Mother's Day was probably like that weekend. So if he came on like a Thursday Wednesday, you no know, Mother's Day was that weekend, but he had to stay in the hospital for like five days because he was a preemie. Mm.
0: Man, so Man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so you know, um you know that birthday always fall close to Mother's Day, some kind
0: of way. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, so you know, and to run it back to the exact date is banana still. That's crazy. What you talking about? <laughs> to Just to have the, your next, your next child oh, on oh, the yeah, exact yeah. day as the first child. That is, that's wild. That, that is, that's something there.
1: That's yeah. Something. Yeah. You know, at a, at a certain point, you know what I'm saying? Cause that one, like he was due right around that time. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? His due mm-hmm. date probably was the 11th. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you almost be like, yeah, that's probably going to come on the same day. Once it's, you know what I mean? Like, damn, that's his due date? Okay. Either he going to come extra early or it, it might fall on the same day. That's so, it kind of felt like it was
0: inevitable. Yeah, that's wild. Do you ever play the number? Mm mm. Yeah. Curious, because that's a good number. it Seems like I never played a number. I'm, you know, but I know I still got a few people in my circle that still play the number. It's kind of throwback, you know what right. I mean? Like I don't know if it's gonna, you know, if it's, it's surviving the generations as it used to. But uh um, well,
1: shit, yeah. they, they playing all kind of shit now with all these gambling sites. Yeah, especially now that it's legal, especially in New York, it's legal. Is it legal in Atlanta? I mean, in Georgia? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't see no casinos or shit like that, but.
0: Oh, okay, now, I mean, you know, now online gambling is legal in New York since for mm-hmm. a few months now. You could just, you know, bet on your phone and shit. All right? Yeah. That's you cool. just w- wager all your wages. Mm-hmm. Make these playoffs a little bit more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so,
1: yeah.
0: You been watching any of these games? Ah oh, man,
1: I've been out the loop for last few, last week. So I, ain't, yeah. I miss uh, okay. yeah. so I I missed this week's games. Okay. I missed probably see my, go ahead. see my little homie got a little injury and shit. So
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah, we'll see if he's done deal. I'm not sure, but um, he was out of last night's game, mm-hmm. and they almost won. They almost won, but Golden State pulled it out at the very last minute. You can't which was Golden cool. State
1: even be close. You can't even be you ten points mm-hmm. ahead on Golden State's going into the last two minutes. You still got to worry. Them niggas, mm-hmm. that them niggas hit them threes on your ass and erase yeah. your little lead. Shit is
0: quick, quick. It's ridiculous. It's funny though. These last two games, Steph or Clay, they really haven't been clicking, clicking like they typically do with the threes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They'll come, but it's like it ain't like what it used to be. But um, you know, we'll see. I missed that second game. I heard that second game was the one. That was mm-hmm. the one where um, where y'all ja got super busy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so now Golden State's up three one. We'll see what happens. I caught the uh, the Bucks and the Celtics too last night. That was all right. It was a decent game. You know, I don't know who gonna win that series. A lot of people thought the Bucks kind of, you know, I won't say it was gonna be easy, but that they was definitely the you know the the picked winner. People were feeling like they was gonna be the one, but I don't know. Man, the Celtics
1: ain't no pump. You know what I'm saying?
0: Not at you all. Got, you gotta, you gotta recognize they swept Brooklyn.
1: Nigga
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah,
1: they laughs> got <laughs> KD. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie. <laughs> Nigga yeah, swept
0: yeah, them man. niggas. Man, they swept them niggas like they was some fucking bums. <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah, say yeah.
1: them niggas is 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 an easy Sweet. task.
0: Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, they definitely. Took the brooms out on them motherfuckers. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Speaking of which, I just saw some shit on Instagram. Kyrie's a fucking weird bird, man. I swear, dog. He uh he and I guess this is some shit that like, you know, it's a generational shit, but you know, there's that thing where cats kinda I guess it's it's almost like podcasts and cats kind of uh make content where they, you know, they're they're playing a video game, but then they're talking as they're playing the video game. But they could be talking about anything, some real unrelated type shit. So he's playing look like some type of grand theft type video game where he jumping back and forth through backyards, trying to break into houses and shit. And he's like, um, you motherfuckers, you know, Kyrie must be on the beach. What's Kyrie doing? He probably salty. That's how y'all sound. Like, what is he doing with his time? And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just doing me. Motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? He sounds sick. He sounds real upset. But it's just the juxtaposition of this mother running around, hopping fences on this video game, and him venting. It's just a weird thing. But it obviously, since it's still Kyrie, it got picked up by either Bleach Report or ESPN as some sort of content. So I literally just saw that before we cracked the mic. But that's what Kyrie's doing, if you're wondering. He's not in Cancun. He's on PS5. Shelling. (laughs) Well, we all know where he ain't. (laughs) Absolutely. We definitely know where that's not. Oh, shit. Oh, man. So, what's good? What's going on with you otherwise? Besides Muhammad Holiday. Everything good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Everything good, man. Uh, We fresh off of this. uh, uh, Mary J. had a festival. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Strength of the woman festival. And Sounds basically, resilient Basically Mary J Taking over I guess where You know Essence uses her a lot To shore up mm-hmm. the festival I Right. Guess, I guess it's this her time To say you know what Let me take advantage of my own brand And bring mm-hmm. my people together Under the name of Mary J You know what I'm saying She like Louie
0: She like Louie yeah. Fuck it yeah,
1: yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, except for, I don't think people would think she is uh, un- ungrateful. It's just this lady's Enterprising. This lady's an enterprising and an icon. Shout out mm-hmm. to Ashana Harris, who's you know an integral part of putting this whole thing together. All uh, right. You know, the homie from way back. Yeah. You know? um, she was at Def Jam, you know, yeah. when I came across yeah. her. We, we put together a lot of plays back in the day. So it was good to yeah, you know, good to see her work, good to be working with her on some mm-hmm. stuff. Um but it was interesting because Oh, so you
0: were working there. You were you were Yeah, yeah,
1: we we covered all of the um stuff. We covered the whole thing for for Pepsi. So Okay. Yeah. So so about
0: you or the the, the enterprise, the people the enterprise, you with. Okay, got you, got you. Okay, got you, got you, got you, got, you, got you it, you know got it. Go ahead. But, you know, uh-huh.
1: knowing that I've I do that kind of business in my own business. It makes it easy, right? This makes it for easier play. Got gotcha, you, know, got gotcha, you. Which, gotcha. which, okay, brings me to you know, something I saw on the internet about entrepreneurship, but I get to that later. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, Mary do the festival, and it's interesting when you when you go to a place where it's like you get one, you know, like essence or something like that. You get fan bases from all kinds of artists. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. You go to like, you know, Coachella, it's all these different people coming to see different bands. But when you got a festival and it's all that particular artist, it's their loyal fan base. It's like, damn. And then you can see it like, you know what I'm saying? They, they, t- they kind of dress like her. You know what I'm saying? They have like that same aesthetic. It's like, mm-hmm. damn, these these really are Mary J fans. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like mm-hmm. all women. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is kind of wild. Like, it was amazing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, and this lady's a whole icon. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And it it really, like, lets you know, like, this motherfucker here got it. Got the folks. You know what I'm saying? When they be like, you know what I'm saying, you need more people? Nah, Mm -hmm. she got her people. She Her people is accounted for. Shit was sold out. You know what Uh I'm saying? She had the um Friday. She had the like the opening festivals things. Okay, we had a technical snafu, so we're going to have to pick this conversation up where we left off 40 minutes ago. Um, Sorry for the inconvenience, and thank you for listening to In The Conversation, the podcast. I bet. Yeah, man, so, you know, again, my my little machine stopped recording, so... I'm not sure where we left off in this conversation. So the technical difficulties have foiled whatever we were talking about for the last 40 minutes that you guys did not hear. But we're going to continue off the menu. It is. And
0: break this bitch off from right here. These things happen. What's good? Shelling, what's going on? I think it was the ghost of Mary J that said no more hateration. <laughs> no
1: more uh, hateration <laughs> in the dancery. Uh-uh, nigga. Anyway. <laughs> God damn. And, oh, but it, let me let me just put this out there. If it did get cut off, what I was gonna say and had probably already <gasps> said
0: uh-huh. was
1: that this lady is an icon and was able to draw. You know all of these people to Atlanta under her brand and banner, and mm. she came out there and rocked that bitch. That's what I Rock was gonna it. say. Now I'm not, I'm not sure if I if I if y'all heard that part when I broke all that
0: down, but that's what I said. There you go. There you go. Salute. Salute. No, what is it called? Um, the strong. What was it? Just one last time. was the strength of a woman? Strength, strength of, a of a woman. woman. Shout out yeah. the strength of a woman fest. First year in the books. Done deal. Uh, shit, man, what's going on with me, dude? I just, I bought a, I bought a ticket just before we got on, I cracked it, I bought a ticket, I bought tickets, go see this movie, what is this shit called again? Everything, everywhere, I don't, I don't say I'm, I am I guess I'm going in on some, I'm, I'm hearing about the, uh, people been raving about this movie, so... I don't want to say some might be shit, but I'm interested in everything, everywhere, all at once. I've been hearing everybody, oh, one of the this is one of the best movies I've seen in so long. I've seen this shit all over the place. I have not seen a uh, trailer. You know me. I like to go into mm-hmm. see the movies, Blonde. So I was mm-hmm. like, man, it's an A24 production. They, they've got real good credit with me for the most part. So I'm like, let me go ahead and check this shit out. Um book my tickets in advance and it made me think, um when you book your tickets, where do you like to you know what? Hang on, cut that shit. Let's not even do that. Let's just hold on, cut <laughs> my bad. Look, Cause I don't even wanna I don't even wanna go through the whole shit. Let's just have a regular ass conversation. Fuck it. You can just cut that from here. So the Mary J. Blige shit, Blase skit what else is going on? Um uh, man, I'm chilling, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my bad man no it's all good it's out. all good fucking it, it is what
1: it is <laughs> I was I, looking at the at the thing and I just saw it wasn't recording which the first thought was damn I ain't recording none of this but I was like nah I hit one two you no know, we did the three two one record and I saw it going right. so I don't know what happened I'm not sure how it cut off but you know it is
0: We back. We back. We back. We back. We back. We back. 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 You pick a topic. You kick a topic off, and I'll just I'll follow. I'll follow you. Pick a topic. Pick a topic. topic. Get into it.
1: Well, again, um, I was on I was on the the internet today, and Mm -hmm. I saw a post, and the post was about you know entrepreneurship, right? And Mm. it was about. you know, a friend of theirs was some type of counselor or whatever, guidance counselor, or some something of that nature, career counselor, and they were saying how all of these kids are coming out of school right now, and they wanna all wanna be entrepreneurs, you know, and right out the rip they wanna be entrepreneurs. And this particular thought process on this thread was of the mindset of. You know, they have no job experience. They have no work experience. They have no no funding capital. They have nothing behind under their belt to sustain them, and they don't know what they're doing. And and you know, it's just a, a silly idea that you should want to start a business right out of college without ever having a job and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know that, that you know, that struck a nerve. I don't usually comment on these these discussions. I usually able to separate myself. But, I was, you know, I was triggered, and um, so I had to put my own personal experience in. Like, hey, you know, shit, you know, I was that student, you know what I'm saying? I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur right out the gate. I knew I wanted to have my own thing, and I was going to try that shit regardless of what anybody thought. You know what I mean? You, nobody could really stop me, you know what I mean? Right. So I will, my first thought process was never, I'm going to get a job, you know? Shit, I started two companies in college. So, um, you know, I put that out there, you know what I mean? And, you know, I just was thinking about it. It's like, why would, you know, what is what is wrong with that? I that exact that's exactly kind of like when we did the magazine Twenty First Century Hustle. That's actually what it was all about. That this next generation, they all would want to do instead of um doing things that define who they were, like, you know, get this, I'm going to be a lawyer, and that defines me. They wanted to let who they are define what they did. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it was more of like a switching of the paradigm of, like, people wanted their work to have meaning, and they wanted to be able to express the things that are in them and be able to get paid to do them, you know? And so that's always been a philosophy, of, actually not even philosophy, of observation of the world that was changing around me. And so, you know, I put my own little two cents in there, but it's just like, you know, it's people that are going to go for the job or the thing that, that society says this, is the right way to go. This is how you are supposed to do it. This is how you be. This is how you are safe. And this is how you can provide and have security. Right. For your family And ain't nothing wrong with that You know what I mean I want to say that Because when we did the No because when we did The be magazine clear. twenty, Yeah uh-huh. because when we did The magazine You uh-huh. know That was Like the criticism That I got It's almost like hate mail That I got Where it was mm-hmm. kind of like Everybody can't be an entrepreneur and, I, and nobody ever said that Everybody had to be an entrepreneur I just said uh That you will have to look at this workforce thing differently because these jobs aren't keeping people as long as they are. The Social Security might not be here when you, you know what I'm saying, get out here and, and work all your whole career. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, like no, none of these places are keeping you for this amount of time so that, you know, you, you can't really depend on it. It's not as, um, you know, secure as people like to believe it is, you know? So I think for me, my mindset was always like, you know, if you learn how to, like you say, if you teach a man how to fish, you know what I'm saying, he can eat forever. So if you learn this shit, you don't have to worry about that shit if they throw your ass out of the building, you know what I'm saying? And it was like one of the quotes in 21st. I mean, I I really went hard on that first issue. It was like, nigga. It was like, change or die, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is going to change with you or without you. You know what I'm saying? It had the quote from Alvin, Alvin Toffler. It's like, the illiterate of the 21st century would not be those who cannot read or write. It'll be those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. You know what I mean? And people really took offense to that shit. But, nigga, what's wrong with learning and unlearning and relearning? You know what I mean? And people like, nah, this the way. This is how it's going to be. So, I I just thought that was interesting and um, I wanted to chit chat about it.
0: (laughs) I'm with you. I I think that um, you said a little earlier like, there's a few things that go with that. One, C Bass. You spoke about security, spoke about defining yourself by what you do, you know, and then on top of that, there's tradition, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of you know everybody wants security job security and, and i believe that's a myth i believe there's right. a, you know there's some faith in it but i you know it's it's not guaranteed job guaranteed job security is not guaranteed i could definitely say that on this side of the recession you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. when i really saw that shit saw people losing their jobs lost the job, you know what I mean? Like, all of that. Like, I could see how the fucking ground came from, the floor was pulled from under a lot of people, you know, and people Mm -hmm. had to figure out who they were, especially now that they didn't have the job that they had, they may have defined themselves by, right? Right. So, there's a lot of, also, there's a lot of, um... Fear that goes along with tradition That's what kind of keeps tradition uh, So established Because it's like Nobody wants to be an outlier You know what I mean Like it's like you know Nobody wants Mm -hmm. to go against the current Or those that do Will get intense scrutiny And a lot of harsh judgment Like you said some hate mail Just for (laughs) You know what I mean Just for challenging Just traditional thought Right so Then you also look at like The fear of, if you're a parent, I forget where I was listening to this, but it was pretty interesting. They were like, um, this woman was talking about how she had said that, damn, who was the woman? She was saying that she wanted to, she was telling people she wanted to be a juror. Not that that's Mm -hmm. even the job, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of, you know, like a, a service or whatever. You, you're you for a second. But, you know, nobody's like a professional juror that I think of. But, you know, <laughs> she was saying that, you know, we kind of need to get out the habit of asking kids when they're like five years old. What do they want to do when they grow up? You know what I'm saying? And at that time, like, you don't really have no true... Uh, perspective as to what's going on, no real knowledge of the workforce. At five, you just kind of go for the response you get. You know what I mean? You see somebody say, "I want to be a doctor." I to see somebody, "I want to be a lawyer." I want to be a firefighter, a cop, or whatever. And you see the re- the reaction. Oh wow, that's great. You know what I mean? Whatever. What I want to be a dancer. Some people might be open to that or whatever. Some, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Some people like, well, I don't know about that. Depending on how you were raised. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, well, look, this is what you need to do. So then what happens is you, you know, if you go to school, you know, the whole thing is do well in school. So you can go to college. Now you go to college and you know, it could be argued college teaches you how to get a job, how to be a worker, right? College, you know, teaches you the context of the workforce. It teaches you how to think within the box oftentimes mm-hmm. not all the time but oftentimes you become indoctrinated and you you, you know you're on your career path you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and you're locked in so much so that it's almost like you got blinders on you're going to be a doctor so you're committing 12 years of school post high school to become a doctor so you know this focus that's rewarded is also blinders so you don't really you know, entertain other means of um, creating a life for yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And and you're also rewarded with, they about to be a doctor. You know what I'm saying? It's damn near right. like you're going to the league, you know. Right. So, you know, like, it's just it's just like society is very interested in the way that they set up these uh, parameters and these these, like, this, this, you know, to keep this institution going on I do think that in the um, In the internet generation Or not the internet generation Well, since the advent Since the internet has really come to be uh, mm-hmm. There's way more information at your fingertips There's way more resources that you could use Even at the house Where you could actually Make some money for yourself Without even leaving the house You know, like you know, entrepreneurship, even if somebody was going to entertain the fact that you wanted to be an entrepreneur, it was also it was also stressed That You're going to be hard, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? You're going to have to really get out there, put some footwork, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And anything worth doing is hard. But now, not only is it a little easier, I won't say it's a lot easier, it's a little easier, but you also are exposed to mad people that are doing it and are sharing their stories. Whereas before you might not see another entrepreneur until you go to a conference for entrepreneurs. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's interesting when people are still kind of, of the mindset that there's only one way to do it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that's slowly, you know, going away. And I, I think for the most part, I don't think it's like, Ill intent, I do think a lot of the time it's often fear-based because right. people want to take as much risk out of their life as possible. And you know, that's right. uncontrollable. Right.
1: And then especially like people, if you've if you've never done it, you know what I'm saying? It seems right. like a more fearful task than than just doing what, you know, the norm is, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> You know, it's people that see you struggling, people don't wanna see you struggle. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, oh man, why why don't you just go ahead and go do something, get a few dollars in your pocket, you know, I man? Don't why you why you putting yourself through this, you know? Right, right. And it's like but you know that you're working towards something that that is not just in you, you know, it's just like you can see it, you know, you can feel it. And you you that that feeling is is like a magnet to the thing that you want, and you could feel it pulling you to you, pulling it to it. You know, so it's weird because sometimes, in my case, it felt like you couldn't stop. It was like, man, I don't, I don't even know how to give up on this shit. Now you might pivot and switch gears and do it another way, but it's always been the same goal. You know. From the time I said I wanted to do some shit in the space, that's the space that I've done it in, you know, in, in days where it was like, ah, I don't know if this going to work. I don't know. When, I think this might be the end of the road. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know where the next dollar coming from. I don't know how this shit going to work. Ah. And then you wake up. And it's something right there for it, you know what I'm saying it's like, oh shit that is that a sign you know you know it just be that those little things like that that just keep you going, and then you hit that corner like, oh wow, my whole life is a whole different thing now, and mm-hmm. all all of the years that I spent doing this shit, you know what I'm saying, and the things that people said I should have had three years ago, I now have them, you know what I'm saying and more of it than I would have had if I just kept on on a regular you know so sometimes you get rewarded sometimes you don't but you got to you got to know you have to know yourself your instinct the spiritual God that's what this the spirit God that's within you you got to know it and you know what I mean it'll tell you when to fucking stop it'll tell you when to switch gears you know what I mean and it might not come out the way you thought it would or it might not look like how you thought it was. It might not actually be the exact thing that you wanted. But once you hit the corners, learn all the stuff, and then you realize, damn, I learned this, to take advantage of this opportunity, which is a little different than what I was thinking, but it took me all the way where I wanted to go. Damn,
0: ain't that something. Look at God. Look at that. Look at that. That shit crazy. And that's the reason you can't see the finish line when you start. You know what I'm saying?
1: Because hmm. you know, that changed the right. whole race. Right. And that's that's the part that they be talking about, well they ain't got this and they don't have that and they don't have nobody. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, but if you never start, you will never know. You know what I'm saying? If you don't get out there, it ain't till you get out there that you really gotta make decisions. And you really gotta, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> choose all right, if this is what I wanna do or not. You can sit at you can sit back at home and think all day. All year, all life, mm-hmm. but yeah. it ain't till you take that step, get out in the world, and that cold wind whips across your face. You know what I'm saying? And life punches you in the nose. Then you like, hold up, now, shit. Let me protect my neck. Let me get myself together. I might need to learn how to fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this, that ain't until then. You won't know.
0: Yeah. You won't know until you're in it, till you're in the shit, you know, And you, you know, there's all of that perceived safety and planning, but yeah, until, until they blow the whistle, that's when the mm-hmm. game began. I got a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of, it, cause you talked about it. Um, there's actually talk about it, you referenced it twice in two weeks in a row. So I'm curious if you would have launched 21st century hustle today. Uh, how would the tone be different if at all? And then, who or what would you have on the cover?
1: Wow. Um, if I launched it today, from from you know what I'm saying, you know, it's like the conversation that we thought was a brand new conversation for us is being had every day now. You know what I mean? So. I would be looking at it from a perspective of, okay, how are people doing it now? Breaking it down from, you know, you got you got this younger generation moving at a whole pace. That's that's different because the technology. So it will probably be a lot focused on how to utilize how people are utilizing this technology to get it to it. You know what I'm saying? I'd probably be having... I have, like, my man Idris who helped Nipsey out on the cover. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the cat who who's doing... He's building out some metaverse shit now, helping all these other companies build the algorithm, which the algorithm is con- controlling what we see and how we see it, which essentially is controlling how the future will look. Because it's controlling you how the present looks. You know what I'm saying? So it's telling you what the present look like for you and for whoever, you know, saying is in your realm. And so it's making decisions for us that we don't know are being made for us. So we thinking reality is one thing, but it's just part of part of the thing. So I'll be looking at cats like him because he's working in the algorithm, he's working in the metaverse, he's creating for for you know future technologies. So he would be my first cover if I launched it now. Mm. So you know what I'm saying because people that can speak the algorithm, that can control it, that can build it, write it, they are right in the future. And yeah. because the future is based off of the information that we get in the present and our actions towards them. And right now we've been fed certain information and we're reacting to it and essentially right in the future by our actions.
0: That's real shit. That's real shit. 21st century hustle. 21st century (laughs) hustle, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: deep. I'm glad you asked that question that way, though. Okay. Because usually the question is asked, like, what would you have done differently? You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I have that prepared. I didn't not, I wasn't expecting what you asked me. Okay. And so I wasn't prepared to answer it. Right. But as I thought about it, though, that was a great exercise. Because it was like, it was always built not for the present. It was always built to look at how things are going to look. How what's happening now? Mm-hmm. That's developing the next. You know what I mean? And right. those those um shift moments are like very important to me. I I, I like to identify them, and, you know, in, in a Forrest Gump way. You know, what you're saying I find myself in positions where you are seeing things that become things that become bigger things. You be like, damn, that shit was right there that's my nigga such and such they was just doing a thing and now the world is doing that shit damn you know so I understand the the power of small things in the present that change everything you know Mm -hmm. how how one dance in Sunshine Skating Rink that they call Pac Jam Skating Rink on Saturday nights with ghetto style DJs could affect the entire culture of music and you was standing right there watching it happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How that dance turned into a song that turned into a genre that turned into you know what I'm saying? Even right now today how um, music is being played and promoted and, and all that shit. It's, it's just an interesting thing. Just like somebody who was at Cool Herc's Party in the Bronx. It's like, man, we just want to play the hype part of the song over and over and over.
0: That shit becomes hip-hop, right. you know? Right. They become like a weather vane. Like, you see what's coming, or at least you have a bit of a forecast. It's like, based on what's going on now, I see this shit trending this way, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of value in that because, uh, you know, everybody don't see that shit. Everybody don't see around that corner. That's right. what's up.
1: But that's the point of just putting that information out there because that's all it takes. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, like oh, I see that. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wild how they doing. It just changes how you move shit. When you hear those words spoken in a way that you never heard them before, and, you know, it's like. Hip hop to the hippie to the hippie to hip hopper hobby don't stop the rocket to the bang bang you like yeah damn what are these niggas talking about you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they start talking about their Cadillacs and the color TV so they can see you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like damn those aspirations start hitting you in a different way. It looked different than Mr. Drummond now on on different strokes or or anything you see on TV. Niggas start talking that talk so. All of this stuff matters, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the gang shit matters because that's what the, that's what people are seeing and hearing a lot over and over and over. So it's gonna be in the future. You know what I'm saying? Because it's gonna it's, be in
0: the metaverse. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's
1: gonna be in the you know what I'm saying? Much as you might not want it to be. <laughs> metaverse Crips. Yeah, yeah. Yo, your leadership will have come up on that type shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like how people like to say, ah, oh, this just throwaway music, this where this shit gonna be in ten years. Ten years that shit gonna still be in the hearts of the motherfuckers who loved it right now. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? No matter how crazy it sounds to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny as you get old. Go ahead, go ahead. What are you about to say? Nah, cause cause at the end of the day, Juicy J got an Oscar. And it's Bruh. you go in the Memphis Grizzly Arena and them niggas singing whoop that trick. That's a fucking chant. They mm-hmm. might not even know what the movie is. They're gonna be doing that shit 15 years from now. They still gonna be singing, whoop that track. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm is saying? That crazy, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. But right. that's how it works. Mm-hmm. You can you put out information in the world, it don't disappear. It's just like your life. Your life, you live your life, you're gonna put things in this world that don't disappear.
0: Yeah. That's nah, true. I was thinking about. In the way of, you know, how I said, you know, there's some people that just feel like things are going to play out or whatever. Or they're not that invested in it. Um, you know, particularly like with, I've noticed as I've gotten older, if we're talking about music and specifically, right? Other things too. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, other things, but I'm just using music as the, the, uh, the reference point. I've noticed There's two things that I want to talk about, I've noticed that a lot of my friends, they're not really actively trying to keep up with music. Outside of the people that still make a living within music, whether they work within the industry, you know, on the creative side or on the, you know, journalistic side, (laughs) like, there's people there because there's you know obviously they get paid to do that and you know not to just discount it as they getting paid there's there's uh, a love for it you know what I'm saying there's an investment in it but just the casual fan I noticed that you know and it's probably been over the least the last five years a mm-hmm. lot of my people they kind of stay staying where they you know they they kind of pulled over you know what I'm saying right. like I a friend of my one of my homies was like yo. Look, dude, when I go on these streaming services, I just go to, like, Jay-Z Radio and let the algorithm do everything for me. You know right. what I'm saying? Because that's what they're comfortable with. They're not trying to explore what's next. They're not comfortable with, you know, any of the new shit. You know, it was funny. A friend of mine sent me, a um, like, a meme or, like, a little video And it was basically, you go on in, it's like, it's playing Laffy Taffy. And then the the little headline is like, this was the exact moment when hip hop was getting whack. And then he was like, see, I can't disagree. And then me, I was like, I don't know. Because I know summer 2005, if I was in Atlanta and I was at a strip club, and when Laffy Taffy came (laughs) on, that shit was. I mean, it was some epic ass clapping going on in there. It was a moment. It was a moment. The shit changed the, the fucking, like, it changed the fucking weather in the room. Like, it was a moment. Like, it was some shit to where you had to be there. You know what I'm saying? You had to be there to experience it. There's a touch point for me. And, yeah. I, you know, we were like, and I said, dog, there's been whack Rappers since this whole shit started. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, it's all subjective anyway. But there's been these look. If that's who you want to say, if you feel like the first whack rappers came in 2005, I don't know if you really been paying attention to rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I do feel like honest. Well, this is the other part of it. But I do feel like, like I, I guess I pride myself on making a active. Pursuit of trying to stay as abreast of this shit as I can Now I'm not trying to Like we talked about last week with the future shit I'm not trying to indulge in like Jack everything that's popping Like this is my shit But I want to know what's going on So if it ever comes up in conversation At least I can say Oh I've heard of it Or I got some You know what I mean A bit of knowledge or whatever Right So there's that And I, you know that It becomes more of a Actual, You got to make an effort to do that shit As I'm getting older There's a bit of an effort to do it Because it's not like It's not like this shit is marketed towards me You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like niggas ain't thinking about cats in their 40s And what they think about what's next Hip hop wise <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like that's cool We could have an opinion But we ain't got no vote um, But The other thing that is interesting to me And I'm curious if you feel this way I've been listening to rap 30 plus years Right? And I still listen to shit, but I find myself being like struck by a rapper. It's few and far between, and it's not like people ain't dope. I could be like, "Oh, this cat." Hold on, there's a whole fucking fire situation going on outside, but um, mm. but yo, I could I could still. Acknowledge, oh, this cat or this person, they could spit. You know what I'm saying? They got bars, they 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 made this is a good song or whatever. But I it's very rare that I'm blown away in the way that I once was as a kid or even in my twenties or whatever, where I'm like, oh, this shit here. It's very rare. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't gonna lie, that shit kind of concerns me. I'm like, fuck, nigga, am I am I numb to this rap shit? You know, am I numb to the to the culture? What's going on? Have you felt that way? What are your thoughts well, on that?
1: I don't think it's numb. I think we've been doing it a long time, right? What's, you know, what's new, what's fresh, what makes our, you know, goosebumps pop up is a lot different than it was when we had less information. You know what I mean? We've been around this, this little globe, you know what I'm saying, quite a few times. So we got a lot of information in it. So it's harder to blow us away with, you know, with some, you know, some lyrics as it used to, as it used to be when we were learning along with the MC that we were listening to, you mm-hmm. know. <clears throat> it's like a lot of times they're saying stuff that's fresh to them that's also fresh to us, you know what I'm saying? Or they might be putting us on to it. So it's kind of yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're hearing music and niggas is, is getting all the girls and, you know what I'm saying, it ain't nothing like black pussy on my dick and all that type shit. That's when you was in it trying to get you some. And, you know what I'm saying, you was trying to be in the mix. Now, you ain't in it like that. You know what I'm saying, you got different priorities. So when the, when the catch on, yeah, yeah, I'm hitting his girl and his girl and your girl too, you take it differently than you did when, when you was out yeah. trying to do the same thing. You know, so the information that they're giving is, you know what I'm saying? We, we may have went beyond, you know what I'm saying? That, the information that we already have. So it's kind of like, it's hard to reconcile it. So it doesn't hit the same as it does when somebody is on their first year of drinking, you know what I'm saying? Casamigos. Then when you like, man, let me stop drinking. You know what I'm saying? It's a different, whole different vibe. So, um, it's nothing. We have changed, but coming of age has not changed. And a lot of this music is coming of age music, and we are ground ground, right, you know. Right. That's good point. And and then ground ground rap don't hit the same because it ain't got the same kind of energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, <laughs> nigga, I don't want to hear you talk about your bills too, nigga. Shit, you a rich nigga? I, shit. <laughs> I got bills and bills, and you know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to figure that shit out. So that's not exciting <laughs> so <laughs> so life get a little different you know what i'm saying it's like when you get older and you see the old people they reading the obituaries and shit you're like damn why you you know what i'm saying why you sweating the obituaries because a lot of a lot of times as you get older more people hitting those obituaries of people you know you're like oh lord you know what i'm saying Sally made done hit it you know what i'm saying yeah it. You know what I'm saying? Shit. And one you like, shit, one day it's gonna be me. Right. So it's the cycle, man. That's why, you know, a lot of times you get older, you put your your thought processes and stuff on on different things, and different things inspire you because you're still learning if you if you're doing it right. But you're learning from different sources because the old sources, you know, are for people who are in the places that you used to be. So, now you got to create sources for the places where you... And we see... You know what? Uh, when I was doing the magazine, you know, I had to do all this research and I'm trying to figure out, you know, how I'm going to do it. And you had the source XXL vibe, right? And vibe was was cool because it had, you know, R&B people and hip-hop people. It was a nice graduation from, like, the source. You'll still pick up the source to get the hip-hop info, but it's like, okay, here's a place... That's you know, the aesthetic is a little different, a little more grown up. The clothes that they putting in here is a little you know what I'm saying, a little different. So it's like, okay, that was a nice little matriculation. hmm But and then, you know, you start working there and he's like, yo, let's do this with this artist, that artist. And then at a certain point, magazines like Esquire start putting hip hop niggas on the cover. Mm-hmm. Right? Forbes. So right. The hip-hop niggas who you trying to get on your cover is kind of like, man, I'm going to go over here to Forbes and Esquire, man. Y'all ain't got nothing else for me. I already know y'all audience, man. Y'all, I'm good on that. You know I need to go over here with, you know what I'm saying, a whole other demographic is fucking with me now. I can't fuck with y'all now. I had to matriculate, and you had to be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, damn. You ain't got nothing else for that artist. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z done been on the cover three, four times. He ain't don't want to be on that bitch no more. Because for what? For the culture or for for y'all to sell ads? That's what right. he said in the song. So rap they want to use my black ass so they can get more money for ads. Mm-hmm. So if you going to do that, if you're going to make that trade off, well, let me put me on somewhere that got a bigger circulation that could put me in a space where I could benefit as well. And... That's how it is with music. You know, sometimes you just graduate from a space and you ain't learning from it no more. So you got to you got to grow in towards the light and, and get your information where it still feeds you. And not just um gorging on information that you already got. Like same stuff over and over. You right. know? Right. And you, you grow out sometimes. The beats are still good. You I still enjoy a good beat now. Even nigga talking stupid. Right. That that shit riding. But it don't hit the same. It ain't like, you know, it don't make me feel like, let me go out here and get outside. Nah. It's like shit.
0: That's what y'all doing outside, nigga? Shit. (laughs) Y'all still doing this shit? (laughs) This is why I don't come outside. (laughs) Yeah, I can (laughs) take it. Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that that's a good way of looking at it, the matriculation of it. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh I will say this though, speaking of artists, I'm ready for this Kendrick album. You know, mm-hmm. I'm ready for this shit. I've said it week after week after week. You know, we just seen the new video. The new video just dropped for the heart pop part five. You know, uh, you spoke about Nipsey's man's. You know, he uh he definitely takes on the face of Nipsey and um takes the perspective of Nipsey, you know what I mean? Talking to his family, talking to his brother, talking to his killer, which was, you know, in a deep fake video, which has stirred up a lot of attention, a good amount of controversy, a ton of think pieces, as always, Um, and some uh, kudos from Lauren London, which is good, you know, you want to get that, especially when you, you know, when you're dealing with somebody that, you know, on that type of level, you want to get that, you know to I mean, the sign off. But uh, I'm fucking ready, B. I can't even lie. I'm ready. I'm ready to, you know, to listen to some shit that I got to listen to for a while. Like, I got to really unpack that shit. You know, There's a lot of density when it comes to a Kendrick album. It's a lot of shit that, um, you know... There's a lot of, lot of skills, a lot of shit that's not, you know, it's not just, it's not no frivolous-ass rap, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm fucking excited. I can't even say no more. I'm excited. Uh, we could talk about the, the video if you want, you know what I mean? You know. Uh, well,
1: well I, I, I didn't get all, like, you sent me the video. Yeah. And here's what, what confused it, tripped me up with the video. You sent it to me, uh-huh. and it said Kendrick Lamar, and it's on my phone. Uh-huh. I click in it, you know what I'm saying, and the video start going, but I don't hear the sound. <clears throat> and so I'm looking at this face, uh-huh. and I was like, okay, that Kendrick hair, but who is this rapping? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, Ooh, I, I, didn't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it at first. I'm like, I didn't wait for the face change and none of that shit. I heard it. I was like, okay, I hear that Marvin Gaye sample. But let me get back to this. You know what I'm saying? So I really didn't get it at first. I was just like, who the fuck is this rapping on the Kendrick? It's supposed to be the Kendrick record. But then by the time I got back to it, you know, the internet had already spread it around. It was talking about the face, how genius it was. So now Uh I get what they were doing, but I hadn't really listened to the song yet. So (laughs) I was confused as
0: shit. Yeah, it was good. It was funny because when I first got the video, I just thought initially. Well, I knew. I guess I knew it was a video, but it's a good thing that I did stick with it. And I'm not sure if mm. I watched it on the TV. Yeah, I think I put it on the. I think I might have put it on the big screen. Like it was like, oh, I got it sent to my phone, but I was like, now nah, I'm gonna open up the YouTube app on the on the Apple TV. Put this shit on the screen. Let me see what's cracking. And in the beginning, it was just him, you know, <clears throat> pardon me. It was just him looking looking different with the long shoulder-length hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just looked like a whole nother motherfucker. You know what I mean? Right. Like, okay, this is 2022, Kendrick. All right. And he looking off in a way where he not really looking at the camera. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just on some other shit. And this Marvin Gaye shit come on, so it's a it's a it's a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like okay, new new face Kendrick, new hair Kendrick, Marvin Gaye record. You know we ain't heard from this motherfucker in a minute. That I do know. Okay, this is the Heart part part five. So I do know the history of the Heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's where he just goes crazy. You know what I mean? Bar wise, just to set up the new album coming up. So I'm like, all right, I'm ready to hear some shit. And then. When he morphed into OJ, I said, oh, shit. Okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> we're into this. You know what I'm saying? That was an interesting first person to jump into because, you know, I don't know if OJ's at, well, OJ is, I guess, OJ is evergreen, you know, on a certain level because OJ, too many, and for various reasons, OJ and his face and his presence is a trigger. You know what I'm saying? There's some people that see him as a killer. There's some people that see him as a black man that beat the system. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole bunch of other shit that, you know, there's the, you know, that you see when you see the juice. You know what I'm saying? So then there was that. Then I think after that, he slipped into the Kanye thing off the bipolar bar. I was like, oh, okay, so now I'm tuned in because I'm like, oh, so these the bars are, you know, they're synonymous. You know what I mean? He's, he's kind of coming into their perspective. And it was funny, too, because I just listened to um, an old interview with him on the Torrey Show, an old podcast mm-hmm. interview from 2019 or 2018. And Torrey was like, you know, you're great at words. What are some of your favorite words right now? Which was an interesting question. And he was like, you know, I'm excited you asked me that question. And he said, to, you know, some of the words that I'm really excited about. The first word he said was perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was just like, you know, perspective kind of, you know, equal. It shows empathy. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you take the chance to you take the take a moment to kind of see where somebody else is coming from, you could consider their argument rather than dismiss it because you can't relate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the beginning, he says, I'm us, all of us. So it's like for better or worse, you know, <clears throat> I'm part of this community. You know what I mean? If we want to just... I'm a black man. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes some of y'all might see me as Kendrick, but some of y'all see me as any other nigga. You know what I'm saying? Just an umbrella of niggas. You know what I'm saying? I could right. be OJ, I could be Will, I could be whomever. So, you know, and he started going through all of that, and um, it was deep. It was one of those days, I, you know, like, again, like I said, his his shit is always dense, so it's always some rewinding and listening and you ain't always going to catch everything. And, and then I'm, and I guess as I'm getting older too, well, it is what it is is the resources is there. I'm a good, I'll go to genius.com. I go to rap genius and I'll look at the, you know what I mean? The transcript, or even sometimes on the iPhone, they'll transcribe the record. So I'm looking at what I missed or whatever, whatever. And it just, you know, just puts it into to better context, but has yeah, some shit on there. Yeah. Some shit on there. I'm excited to see what it is. It looks like he was teasing it. Look like he teasing this shit to be a double album. I don't know if that's true or not. It hasn't been confirmed, but there's been that little photo that he put out where it's two CDs. And, you know, the the double album is that, that is the, that's the triple axle of hip hop. That is the, you know, the fucking, the, uh, the level is high on that shit. The stakes is high. Everybody like I ah, look. I say there's a handful of uh solid double albums in hip hop. I think I could count on one to two fingers. The classic hip hop double albums. I don't know where you stand with that shit, but I think that the um the fuck, the level of what is the word I'm looking for? I can't even think about the you know when the shit the 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 how hard the level of uh whatever the fuck. You know what I'm talking about, that how hard the shit is. It's one of the hardest things to do in hip-hop. A lot of motherfuckers have tried, and a lot of mm-hmm. motherfuckers, some great motherfuckers have tried, and some great motherfuckers have failed. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean, placed in the bronze, or, you know what I mean, maybe a silver. But mm-hmm. um, what you think about this, how you feel, and then, uh, what are your thoughts on the double album?
1: Well, the, the double album is a... Uh... Very ambitious feat always right. has been. Right um, in the hip hop era, um, mm-hmm. there has been some some good ones. Mm-hmm. There have been some great ones, and you know what I'm saying of a couple of classics. Um, <clears throat> but you know I think in this era the double album is more of an algorithm thing. You know what I'm saying the more more yeah, spans I mean. you get, the more the more streams you get, the more money you make. You know, I man. Right, right. Then there's no real investment, no extra investment. And putting out, you know, 10 songs or 20 songs, you know. Back then, you had to put, uh, you know, uh, extra vinyl in the packaging. You know, you had to double up on your packaging costs, your shipping costs, yeah. everything. So, you know what I'm saying? It becomes a real investment. And right. so if you got to double out, niggas believe in you to invest in the shipping and packaging weight. Mm. So... You know, from my perspective, you know, there's been something that was good now that that deserved to be here, and it ultimately left its mark as this is, you know, this God wanted this to be a double album, <laughs> you know. What <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'm so it's like, you know, for me, you know, uh, all eyes on me was a double album. Pop had coming out of jail, you know, in like seven, eight months before he got killed. It felt like in the end, ultimately, he put it all out there. You know what I'm saying? Even though we found out he had even more to give, you know? Right, right. Like he gave us all of it. You know what I mean? And and he got killed. So it felt like, you know, this man, you know, was working. God was working him because he ain't had that much time. You know what I'm saying? So he gave him all of all of it all at once you know um, Biggie double album same thing you know he was already gone when the album dropped so it felt like wow you know they gave us all what this man had which ultimately kind of was what it was <laughs> you know what I'm saying it wasn't another three four big albums in the can right. somewhere you know what I mean they had some remixes and recuts that they kind of you know yeah. pieced together you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. But but in the end, Biggie gave us all what he had while he was here. And life after death became, literally became his life after death. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so those are the two major ones. But then, like I said in this other conversation, before we had got cut off earlier before, you know
0: what I mean? <laughs> Full disclosure, <laughs> we've, we've gone through this. But go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. We've,
1: we've done this conversation. But right. – the the goddamn outcast double album which yeah. was essentially two solo albums smashed together
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: but we didn't know that's what it was going to be you know we thought you know everybody was just trying some new shit and then you know they'd get back to outcast things but it ultimately became the, the final outcast album double album and again with it being that way it felt like it meant a lot more you know like these guys gave it they one last shot, you know they couldn't do it all the way together, so they did it together separately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they wanted it to be that way or it was forced to make it that way. Either way, that's how it came off, and and they both tried new shit. Dre went totally left. Dre, I mean, um, barely Big rapped boy. on it. Big boy did his this did his thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that album, and as much as we, it, that album taught me one thing. As much as we love Dre and think he, you know, he, you know, he, he made Outkast, he, you know what I'm saying, top rapper, you know what I mean, woo, 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 all the accolades, all the critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. That nigga big got some hits, man. You know what I'm saying? And when you start to think about classic Outkast records, a lot of them shits is the ones he lead off. You know what I'm saying? That he mm. lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, he got some joints. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's, it's uh, so unfortunate that the split, you know, like in like in divorces or like breakups and, you know, all the friends got to pick sides and shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It felt like mm. all the friends picked sides with Dre, but Big got some shit, man. Right. And I, w- I wish that the people, uh you know, didn't have to choose out of them two because yeah. you know it, it, it kind of makes it so that neither one of them that we never get that really don't get much of, of either one of them now
0: yeah I mean Big still he's still active I do think at the further you know obviously Dre is celebrated because he's on his hip hop Bigfoot type shit you know what I mean mm. similar to how when Chappelle was you know on his Bigfoot shit when you know you stay scarce, you know what I mean? When you do come around, it's like, oh shit, you know what I mean? People feel like they seen a ghost. But I do think that a lot of people one thing that I respect about outcast fans, especially cats that were there when they were in their prime or when they were active, is they not really going for too much big boy erasure. You know what I'm saying? Like, when motherfuckers try to get him out the paint, it is a lot of blowback. Like, people know, (laughs) people know, people that was there know that he brought a lot of funk to the party. Like, he Mm -hmm. brought, he brought, he got, his shit is tangible on both sides. The shit that he brought to the party, it grounded that Outcast shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dre would go on his super mystical, abstract shit that was fire, mm-hmm. but Big made sure that, look, nah, 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 we we ain't going, we not going, uh-uh, this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't, this ain't nothing. This ain't out of range. We still here. We still immediate. We still impactful. We right. still for the people. And then you just see, you know, just culturally how, He's still part of the zeitgeist in the way of, like, you know, they always use that, I know that ain't you. You know what I mean? That little meme <laughs> from Atlanta. Like, that shit is classic. That's a, that's a classic meme. We had to do a top 50 memes. That's in at least the top 30. That's one of them. I know that ain't who I think it is. I know, I know is. that
1: ain't who I think it is. Come I on,
0: now. Come on, now. That shit there. <laughs> He's still, he is still all the way there. And um, for the record, I do want to say, you know, um, Life After Death is my favorite double album of all time. I think it just did it the right way. I don't think nobody has come close. I got to go back and listen to the All Eyes On Me joint. You know, I'm not the biggest Tupac head like that, but I'm going to go back, you know, even on the... Peripheral I do see the impact I do know there's Some heat on there But I gotta go back And listen to it Listen to it But like Man that motherfucker Life after death Is man. one of them That's one Yo, of them Yo
1: no, no Biggie is a Is an artist man The nigga's a His mm-hmm. voice was a, a instrument But if you look at All Eyes on Me It It, it changed The dynamic Of how the Hip hop album Was built
0: mm-hmm. You know what I'm
1: saying Like All Eyes on Me had, you know, the club joint, the thug joint, the homies joint, you know what I'm saying, the dead homies joint, the one for the girls, you know what I'm saying. It had all of these things that everybody felt like they had to put on their album after that album came out, you know what I'm saying. Before that, niggas did their album they way. After that, it was kind of like a formula where, yo, I got to make a girl song, you know what I'm saying, like, how do you want it? just for the ladies. I got to make something for the da-da-da-da. And you could argue, you know, LL made songs for the ladies here and there, but that was LL's whole thing. But it was like, in a gangster kind of format, Tupac rearranged how niggas made their records. Mm. But that was that's just an anthropological look at the impact of Tupac, Amara, Shakur. But Biggie... Was just you know what I'm saying he was an artist like a mother like I if you if I had to pick it as aesthetically and creatively I'm gonna pick Life After Death mm. if I had yeah. to pick impact and mm. and do the shift in the game and you know change how niggas really worked which all right so you got All Eyes on Me which really changed how Master P Master P came and made every single song that was on All Eyes on Me in his own way, right? Hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The way that Pop was putting out those records those that fast, Master P started putting out his records that fast, which mm. ultimately changed the entire game. That's when, you know, niggas putting out, nigga uh, P going platinum twice in one year, right? So now you got, like, DMX putting out two albums in one year. And other other artists putting out there that shit was fucking up the industry. It was not the same. You know what I'm saying? After all eyes on me. But mm. you know what I mean? But um so I I, I I put it up there in impact, you know what I'm saying, even if it's not top art, but it was top impact, top spirit, you know.
0: That's interesting. I'd have to go back and look at it because I always used to attribute that to Life After Death and maybe because I wasn't... I didn't pay attention to uh, All Eyes On Me, but, like, how you said, it affected how things were done for years after. Like, Mm -hmm. what I remember was, yeah, you got your party record, you got your album cuts, you got your... as for, like, for Cats From New York... You had your record with a down south artist or a regional mm-hmm. artist. So it was the mm-hmm. notorious thug shit. Or even the two short shit. So then mm-hmm. you got um then you got your primo record. Like that was also a thing. Like if you had your shit for the for the radio, you had your premiere record for the streets. Um I'm trying to think what other shit. Uh, you know, it's just, it started to become a bit of a blueprint. And that's how right. I kind of saw that for life after death. But if you're all saying right, that, you feel like that already
1: happened with... Yes, all, I didn't know I that. Me.
0: Interesting. I had to check it out. Yeah. Because
1: you, you had the Dead homie song. You had, you know, How Do You Want It? You had, right. you know what I'm saying? The Party Records, of California Love. You know what I'm saying? it had all of the the stuff that became Formula Records. Mm. You know, And if you look at Big's first album, he didn't have that formula like that. Pop mm. on his other albums, on the one before that, he he had a couple of records that was like that. He had the party record. You know what I'm saying? He had the deeper joints. You know what I mean? He had the revolutionary records. Um, it's just all eyes on me. He went a step further and made all the different kinds of joints with as much real estate that he had to, on the double album.
0: Deep. I'm going to go back and check it out. Let us know what your favorite double album was, I know there's a bunch that we didn't name, and I know somebody is yelling at the speaker, Sweatsuit! You know what I mean? Somebody is <laughs> big enough there. You know what I mean? That, that Nelly double. You know what oh, I mean? But let us know in the comments oh, what man, your favorite shit. double album was, what we forgot, and why. Um, Because we could talk about old rap for a long time, but instead... Let's talk about this new jazz. Did you see this latest episode of Atlanta? Unfortunately,
1: I was working 14 hour days.
0: Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Friday,
1: Saturday, went to New York for one day on Sunday, caught the first flight back on Monday. I ain't seen shit.
0: Uh <laughs> oh, uh right, well damn I right, well shit, man. You gotta <laughs> well, you gotta yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, <laughs> I watch Yeah, check it out, check it out, check it out. We get a chance, oh, we'll talk well, about yeah. it when you come back
1: next I week. I feel man. like I came to class and I ain't had my homework.
0: Yeah, all right man. everybody
1: turn in that <laughs> homework that we had like <laughs> damn nigga had homework.
0: <laughs> like, like, Won't you, you, sk- you wanna yeah. skip class and shit right. like that. Oh, How you man. gonna give me a zero? I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, nah, it's all good. It's all good, right, man. Right, right. It was a, it was a good one. I definitely want you to check it out. We'll talk about it next week. All um, right. yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't really rocking. We ain't fucking with Barry this season, right? That's not. That's not Barry. You know? that's Have you ever been a Barry shit. fan? No. Okay, nah, you never watched Barry. Shit. Okay, Barry is still that shit. That was your shit. Yeah, yeah, I fuck with Barry. Um. It's it's kind of slow motion a little bit These last couple episodes So I'm really, you know Obviously I'm sticking with it It's going to be what it's going to be Winning time The finale just happened and That shit was kind of cool uh, You know, it was, it, was, it was a solid season uh, Now it's time to get some new shows I'm about mm-hmm. to look into I still haven't They got this show called We Own The City I think it's We mm-hmm. Own The City Or We Own The Night One of the two and uh, it's an HBO joint. And I have yet to really lock into it because, you know, from the trailer, you see that Marlo is playing a cop. <laughs> and it's just, I haven't really got my mind right to see Marlo as an officer. And I heard Marlo and one of the other cats, I forget which who else, but they, mm-hmm. you know, HBO, they're going to keep getting you some work. So it is what it is. I'm happy, you know, Jamie Hector's getting another check from the from HBO. But damn, this man's playing, an, you know, one of the polies. <laughs> and it just it's just such a, a stretch that I ain't really warm up for that yet. But I'm going to jump into it because I heard it's pretty good. And I think it's a mm-hmm. quick, you know, miniseries or whatever. Um, yeah, man. That's about it. I can't think of anything else on the on the TV side of things. Does but uh, shit, I think it's kind of time to transform and roll out then. Right, right? I mean? shit. Well, until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy to get in the conversation. We out.